I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Candle Bite Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. How are you? I am doing okay. How are you doing? I'm good even though my voice decided to crack during the intro. I feel like a 13 year old boy. (laughs) I'm glad that we are finally back and able to record again. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All that shit. Yeah, how how was your tell me everything from start to finish how your holidays were from Christmas okay. to New Year's to now. Okay, I mean that I mean start to, that sounds like a lot of detail that's just going to bore the shit out of people. But no, I had a good time at Christmas. Christmas Eve I t- caught the Amtrak to Boston and walked over to the hotel where my brother worked. And then we went to his place, spent a couple of days there, ate so much goddamn food, drank a ton of wine, and baked, and just like watched movies and ate edibles, and had a really had a good relaxing Christmas. Uh, Christmas morning, we um, FaceTimed with my parents and the kids while we all opened presents, and it was also just like chill and good. And then I mean, New Year's was non-existent. I don't do New Year's. I don't. I don't care for it. And especially not in fucking COVID times. I'm not going to do anything. So I think I was in bed by like 11. Woke up briefly at like <laughs> 3 after midnight and went, oh, okay. And then went back to bed. That sounds fun. I did make a very, very good cheesecake at Christmas time. I made a pecan pie cheesecake. It was fucking delicious. And I also made a super good roasted mushroom and blue cheese tort like that kind of thing it was fucking amazing and i also had about three pounds of prime rib and lots of potatoes and homemade mac and cheese and my brother's uh spinach artichoke dip <coughs> and my sister-in-law's stepmom brought buffalo chicken dip that i also ate way too much of and it was just, it was a lot of food and a lot of booze. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures now from you sent me the uh, pecan cheesecake and that torte, that beautiful, <sighs> I see I see the beautiful 
a little bit of blue cheese possibly and those mushrooms. Yeah. I am a sucker for mushrooms. I love mushrooms so much, like sauteed on things, on pizza. Give me all the fucking mushrooms. Yeah, there's something that I, I didn't like as a kid because I only ever had like the slimy tinned ones, you know, on pizza and shit and didn't like those. But you roast those or you put them in a good soup. I put them in my chili sometimes just to like add some texture to it. And that, that glad, I'll actually, I should link the recipe to that because it was really good because the, the crust was really interesting. It wasn't just a normal pie crust like a lot of those things use. It had lemon juice and sour cream and was really, really light and flaky and delicious. But I think everything we made that weekend had at least a stick of butter in it for every single recipe. It was, it was not a healthy time. Well, of course. I mean, it's the holidays. Like, what else are you supposed to do? You know, you're supposed to... It, it's, it's like you should open up a stick of butter, you know? Because you got to eat it. Like, every everyone <laughs> every eat, day should just be like... Eat your Christmas well, stick of butter. We got you a stick of butter. You're going to eat it. Oh, my God. <laughs> How about you? Did you have a good Christmas slash New Year? Yeah, yeah. Christmas was fine. Uh, before Christmas, got into, um, got into a little car accident, so... That was rough. You know, baby's first car accident, like, it's, it's, it sucks. You know, even though, you know, we were safe, everyone else is safe, you know, my car had to fun. be repaired. Oh, God, it's not. Because then you have to do, like, the insurance stuff. If you really want to feel like a grown-up, you have to call your car insurance and report a fucking car accident. Because I swear to God, like, ugh. But, you know, it was fine. Everything was fine. Insurance is great. Um... Everything else was good. Just got my car back on Saturday. So she's all that's shiny good. and new. Yeah, so that's good. Um, funny enough, ironically, uh, Carlos and I got each other um, license plate covers for Christmas. Oh, okay. So it was funny because I I had got him his license plate cover like before the car accident happened. So, and I knew that he was going to get me one because I told him I wanted one. So, like, as soon as I saw him opening up that one, I'm like, I need to open this one up, too, so I can show you that, hey, we're assholes. Look what we got each other. But, yeah, Christmas was good. Spent it at my parents' house. Um, kicked back on the couch and fell asleep to Mary Berry baking in a castle. So, that was very delightful and very Christmassy. So, I was happy. Carlos's family came over the day after Christmas um Malik like loved my house because it's like full of like Disney shit and like he loves Mickey Mouse. he's oh, at that age where okay. he loves Mickey Mouse like yeah he sees Mickey and then he saw like the Santas in my backyard and he was thanking each one of them for all the presents that they got Aww. him and that was really cute that's and adorable he really loved and I love children because children are like cats where you know you get them a present <laughs> and you get them the box and they're like oh my god this is the this is the best box I've ever like Malik for like 45 minutes while we were playing Scrabble was like in love with um, a door stopper that we had at the front door. Like he was like so thrilled with it. You know, he was playing with it, you know, pretending it was a car, pretending it was like a train, everything. And then he'd be like, stop the door. It was really cute. Aw. He's a good kid. But yeah, um, Christmas was good. New Year's. Uh, Carlos's family had a little thing, just like his immediate family. Um, some other people. It was fun. I got to dress up, wore a nice uh, cleavage 
dress, which was fun. It was fun. very pretty. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Tight. Velvet. It was fun. Except Carlos avoided me the whole night because, like, he couldn't look at me because he felt like he was, like, like inappropriately looking at me. So he felt like he had to, like, not, not look at me. So oh, the next day I was like, why why were you avoiding me all night? <laughs> and he's like, because I couldn't stare at you because I would stare just for too, too long. Hot. It was, it was just too hot. I got to learn. I was, I was so mad too. Cause it w- I was hormonal, you know, the time of the month yeah. things, you know, and I'm like, you weren't looking at me. <laughs> the, the stereotypical, you weren't paying attention to me, but, but yeah, no, every, everything was fun. Went to a state sale the other day, got a Christmas train for 25 bucks. And I'm fucking stoked about that. Then Rite Aid was having a sale on Christmas trees about two, four foot Christmas trees you know what even though they're just going to be in the storage closet you know until like next December, November like it's fine like they're really cheap I got a bunch of lights too I got a bunch of stuff for like 30 less than 30 bucks um okay I'm very happy I'm very happy Christmas deals good estate sales I did go to a estate sale where um the gentleman had a uh, very large collection of Playboy magazines Nice. And it was like the whole room was like stacked with them. Like I think I saw like Anna Nicole Smith. Um, I think Marilyn Monroe was on the pictures online, but I didn't see that one. But yeah, it's funny what pe- what people collect. Like I've been doing an estate sale where they collect banjos. Like I remember just mm-hmm. walking in and just the collection of banjos, you know, and this lovely gentleman just collected Playboy magazines. So, you know, everyone is so different, you know, from banjos, banjos to boobs. Like, yeah, we're all we're all different. I've also watched all but one episode of the new season of Queer Eye. It's been very, very good. I only have one left and I want to save it for when I really need it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in the middle of the last episode. And I feel like the last episode is always the hardest because there's so much to compete with. But for me, I think the hardest one to compete with was... You know, the woman who worked with um, disabled animals. Oh, and, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. And yeah, because yeah, she, for those who watch, she, uh, the woman that they were helping in this episode, runs something called Safe Austin, which takes in, um, like, disabled animals, but then also does outreach programs where they work with um with kids with with things like autism and stuff like that so they're they they do the um therapy like animal therapy and it was just they built her a barn it was just so sweet and also i just loved all the shots of bobby like freaking out and looking at the animals and loving them and just wanting to cuddle all of the animals and kiss all of the cows (laughs) or anthony like crying at every scene (laughs) Oh god. I like I always like to see who bonds with who. Because it's not always who you think it's going to be. Mhm. Like I would have I would have thought she would have bonded much more with Bobby. Oh, I realize like Bobby doesn't spend as much time with him as as the others do cuz he's always, you know, like making things for them and they doesn't want them, you know. It's it'll be the surprises like the barn 
where he doesn't want them to see it. So he doesn't always like spend all the time with them. But they were showing him all loving the animals and freaking out. So I thought, oh, this will be like Bobby's person. But then her and Anthony really connected. And I thought that was cute. Yeah, I climbed loved a her. tree. I know. I loved her connection with Anthony and how like they climbed the tree and how he was talking to her. And he's like, you know, you've really moved me. And that was really touching. Yeah, I feel like we didn't get a lot. I mean, I feel like we never really get like a lot of Bobby, except for a couple seasons ago um, when he was relating to, you know, one of the the heroes because he was talking about like how he lived in his car for a couple of years and how his parents didn't accept that he was gay for a long time. And we got a lot of tan this season. And I really yes. loved all the tan that we got, you know, from him, you know, glow like being so excited because you know he's going to be a father so now he is a father so that's adorable to see um we got a good amount of jonathan which we always do i'm so excited for his netflix show yeah i i love i love jonathan and one of my one of my favorite bits although it was like my least favorite episode of the season was the cowboy guy who i didn't particularly like except for the one point when when Jonathan is is work is doing his bit, and he he says something about like, oh, if he saw Jonathan walking down the street, he think, oh, what's up with that guy? And Jonathan tells him, well, actually, you know, I'm non-binary. I'm not a guy. And and th- this dude like totally just stops and doesn't, you know, he doesn't get weirded. He's like, oh, okay, so what should I call you? And explain that. And there's this nice little moment where Jonathan says, you know, he uses he, they, or she pronouns. And the guy says he's really, like, afraid about messing up because he doesn't want to hurt anybody with his words. And and Jonathan tells him, you know, like, just try. And if you screw up, apologize. And then do better. And it was just this lovely little moment in this, other, in this episode that otherwise I was, I was a little bit cold on. Yeah, it was it was a line for me of uh, he was like, hey, you guys, I'm going to be your first Republican friend. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that was fine. I mean, I really like that, too, especially when Jonathan's like, you know, just ask. Like, if you don't know, like, ask, like, no one's going to be offended when you ask, you know, because, you know, they'd rather ask than versus, you know, identify incorrectly, but also like apologize. Like, I. I feel like that was really important. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, like everybody, I, I, I like most of the people. Um, I loved Angel and her girlfriend. Um, they were great. And I want to go to that gym that she goes to because it was cool. Um, I loved the dad who owned the restaurant. And he, like, he didn't want to change anything because it was stuff that his dead wife had put up. I'm always a sucker for old widowed dude getting a makeover. Oh, I know that one episode was really sweet, and it was and, great know. to see the restaurant, how it was, and then how the restaurant has a new gumbo. That was cute that Anthony like gave them a new recipe for the gumbo. I always uh, go on the like Yelp reviews for the restaurants, and oh, you yeah. know, funny enough, um, a lot of these restaurants are like really, really rated high. Like the girl who owned uh, the bakery, um, mm-hmm. hers was really high, except it's really nice because in the beginning of the year or in the holidays, like from like Christmas to New Year's, they have like an employee break. So they just don't work for two weeks. 
So like employee oh, recognition cool. or something. And I'm like, that's really nice. Yeah, that's neat. I also, I loved the guy who had the uh, charity for unhoused people. I thought that episode was really good when when he's talking about how he had his mother was really sick and she like like was in hospice care and he had helped her um pass on but while he was doing that he was also taking her drugs himself and just the the guilt that he felt over that was just absolutely heartbreaking yeah that episode was really really heartbreaking and just seeing his pain of you know, him trying to start forgiving himself, which I, I hope now, you know, that process is a little easier. But it always makes me so sad to see the pain that these people are going through. And I know that, you know, just a couple of days with, you know, a couple of people who will change your life, like aren't going to change, you know, the entirety of your life. But it's nice to know that he not only felt touched by everything that the Queer Eye um, members did for him, but also that he can start allowing himself to grieve and to process and to, you know, accept that these things happen and forgive himself. Like, I feel like people kind of, you know, it's really hard for people to forgive themselves over things and everything. And sometimes you just need that little push. And I'm glad that he got that. And also how fucking great did he look after Tan and Jonathan got done with him? He looked incredible. I know. But he started with the horrible bleach blonde hair and the scraggly, scraggly beard. And he looked so just like cool and still like relaxed at the end when he was giving his, his big fundraising speech. And I'm just like, oh, and I liked his wife. Oh, yeah. His wife was super nice. What lovely people. I love the high school kids, too. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, the prom. That was sweet. I know Jonathan really connected with um, the one, one of the girls. And she was just talking about how she's an immigrant and how, you know, she's taken the year off because she was just done with people telling her, like, what to do for so long. And she needs, you know, a break to figure out, you know, who she is and what she wants to do, which mad respect. Yeah. And I loved the, the main teacher there when they were all. Oh talking about how great she was i'd kill to have that teacher and then she comes out at prom in her like awesome suit and i'm like fuck i love this lady (laughs) no i just i that show is sort of just it's just lovely and night cut in a lot of the same way that bake-off does although it makes me cry a lot more than bake-off because obviously you're getting some fairly sad backstories but it's just nice everybody's nice and I like that. Sometimes I just want people to... It's why I like Ted Lasso. Sometimes I just want people to be nice. It's so hard to ask for sometimes. Like, I, I feel like I gravitate more towards these shows because Euphoria just started a new season. And I really wanted to watch at first, which I might later. But also I was thinking, I'm like, this show's not happy. This show is the total opposite <laughs> yeah. of happy. It's, it's stress. It's anxiety. It's sex, drugs not rock and roll am i ready for this kind of thing you know versus watching queer eye and watching makeovers and people creating barns for people who deserve it who help the community and help you know help people yeah 
you know, I'm happy that that show it came back. Even and I, I I saved it more than I normally do. Normally I would have watched all the episodes in one day, but I parceled it out over like four days, and I still have one left. So yeah, it's gonna be hard finishing that last episode. I wish there was more. There, I always wish there was more Queer Eye. It was amazing though that first episode that they did. It was like right before the pandemic hit. Oh yeah, so they had weren't even able to follow up with her until like a year later. Yeah. I know. I was I was really curious about her because, you know, she was insecure about her hair and everything and how she wore a wig. And then, you know, we see her a year later and her hair is like beautiful and healthy. And I'm just so happy that she got to that point where she felt comfortable in her own skin. Yeah. And I think the show does a good job of being careful in how far they push people. Because... She, like, Jonathan pushed her a little bit, but as soon as, as soon as she was like, you know what, no, like, I'm I'm too uncomfortable doing this, I'm keeping my wig, he's like, okay, well, you know, I hope one day that, you know, if you ever are comfortable taking it off, give me a call, but until then, that's okay, because you're not going to change everything about somebody overnight, and you can't, in something that's supposed to be a big healing, like, makeover type thing, you can't. You can't push people like past the point of where they're comfortable. Yeah, I loved how Jonathan was really careful with her and, you know, whispering to her, you know, if it's a wig or if it's not. But then also telling her, hey, you know, we can go in the back room where there's no one there and I can cut your hair. And she still said no. And he didn't push her because I feel like if it were any other show, they would have pushed them and that would have made them feel really uncomfortable. But Jonathan took that situation and said, OK, like I'll wash your wig and I'll cut your wig. I'll do that. Yeah. That's fine. And that turned out really well. And, you know, she was happy in the end. Because, I mean, you you can't push people too much. You know, especially in this experience and in this scenario. Like, you truly can't. Because it's just not a good thing to do. Yeah. But no. I, I, I wish the show were just on, like, every week. For yeah. every week of the year. Like, if I could get 52 episodes of that a year, I would be a very happy person. God, I'd be too. I just think about like 52 people that are, you know, getting like help, advice, everything. Like, I'm so happy. I would be so happy for those like 52 people because like they probably really deserve it. Yeah, I love that show. Um, I'm trying to think if I watched anything else. I mean, besides the obvious like book about what we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, I watched Don't Look Up. It was fine. People need to calm down. Um, I watched the new Matrix movie. Hmm. I, I don't hate it like some people hate it, but also I think I don't. I only I not only don't care enough about the Matrix, but I don't remember enough about the Matrix. So there's large swaths of that movie where I'm just like, I don't. I have no idea what the fuck's going on right now. I don't know who that person is. I don't know what that name means. I don't care about any of this. I've never seen the first Matrix or any Matrixes or a lot of Keanu Reeves movies except for Toy Story 3. <laughs> okay, that works. I, I think that first Matrix movie is probably still holds up fairly well. Although so much of the stuff that it does became cliched afterwards that it's not relevatory like it was at the time. Yeah. But. 
Should we should we talk about Star Wars? I mean, do we have to? I mean, I mean, look, we were talking about Book of Boba Fett, and that's good. Okay, so there are a couple things before we start talking about Book of Boba Fett. One, it, it coming out on Wednesdays is the worst possible time for us because it means we're always going to be an episode behind. Yes. By, yeah. So when this comes out, we're recording this Tuesday, and it'll come out Friday after episode three is aired, which we have not seen yet. So there's that. Also, we already talked about episode two for a long time on the latest Blue Harvest, so listen to that. And Brittany, you also talked about it on Rogue Rebels. So we don't need to go like scene by scene for three of these episodes. They're three weeks old at this point. But I, I do want to talk about it because I know not everybody listens to every Star Wars podcast. Uh, and people who are listening to this presumably want to hear what we think about the show. Brittany, what do you think about Book of Boba Fett so far? I think that it is a great addition to Star Wars. I'm very happy that this is finally some original content. You know, not inspired by other events or other things or other Star Wars movies that well, it's I mean, not it's all about connected. I mean, uh, you know what I mean. I mean, it's all connected, but not at the same time. I mean, yeah, we're getting Boba Fett, but we didn't know a shit thing about Boba Fett. Like, all we knew about Boba Fett was that he was Boba Fett, and he was flirting with that one lady in the in Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi. That's true. Yes. Uh, also, love the fact that this show starts right off the bat. Shirtless Boba Fett. Undies Boba Fett. We get we get him in skimmies. I mean, fucking fantastic. Like, I, like we talked about this on Book Harvest, where you're worried for Boba Fett because he is going in the back to take all the time, and that um, seems like that's more than just you got beat up in a fight. That seems like something's seriously wrong with you. But if it means we continue to get shirtless tomorrow, Morrison, happy. Love that guy. I don't think Hot. we've seen underwear in Star Wars. You know, other than, like, Luke in the back to tank, like, we're, we're truly getting the content that we deserve. <laughs> He's so good. His his teeth are slightly distracting. I'm not going to lie. But other than that, he's fucking fantastic. The show is great. I love it. People need to... Okay, I'll say it. I, I don't care if people like the show or not. Or I don't care if they like anything that I like. But I do, uh, I do get annoyed when they dislike it for bad reasons. And this whole whining about how... Boba Fett's not cool enough or stoic enough or tough enough. I'm like, your complaint is that they actually made him a person. I don't understand what show you wanted. Because if it's just Boba Fett punching people every week, that seems incredibly boring to me to watch on a weekly basis. And just go fucking play with your action figures. I would ask myself if I thought that, you know, Boba Fett was too weak or too frail or too... I don't know anything negative. Like, could I do this shit? Could I hang out in a back to tank and then be the Diamo of of Tatooine? Like, no, I I fucking couldn't do it. So I can't talk shit because I can't do it. You know, could Boba Fett potentially call his car insurance company because he got in a car accident? 
<laughs> maybe. So I don't judge Boba for what I don't think he can do. Like, I think that's a ridiculous statement to say that, you know, I think he's too soft or, you know, I wanted more from like, what the fuck do you want? Like, okay, first off, this guy isn't like 23, goes to the gym every day, works out and shit, you know, drinks protein drinks and takes like way too much like, uh, I don't know, steroids or something. Like he's human. Like he might have veneers, but he's human. Like I, he's a 60 or something year old dude. Yeah. And he's in terrific shape for a 60 something year old dude. Are you a 60 year old dude and in fantastic shape? I don't think so, Kevin from Missouri. Like, I think that Boba Fett is doing great for, you know, what he's been through on this fucking planet, you know, from escaping the Starlack to the incredible amount of sun damage that he's experiencing on the on the Dune <laughs> Sea. Like, I pray every night for Boba Fett's skin. And I I, I every time I see him, I I just feel so bad for that wrinkly old crusty skin that ends up being you know recovered in the back to tank thank god but still <laughs> you're you're very concerned with skincare i am like skincare is like so fucking important i put on spf like 200 in the mornings and then i put on spf like 30 when i go on my runs and then like it's it needs to be like a religious thing for me because if i the sun will kill me the sun will kill me, and I need to make sure that the sun will not kill me. So when I see the sun killing other people, like, I want to throw my sun care products at the TV. And I can't do that because then I'm going to break the TV, and it's not worth doing that because Carlos paid a lot of money for these TVs. <laughs> I, I also just, he still has badass. It's not like he's not ever being a badass. He's a badass a lot. It's just he's not the most badass in every single scene. Like, he crawls out of the Sarlacc and he gets overtaken by Jawas because he just had to crawl out of a Sarlacc. And there's other scenes where, you know, like the scene outside of the, the club when the, um, what he thinks is the mayor's dudes attack him. It, yeah, he, he, he gets some good hits in and they win, but they win because he gets help from the Gamorrean guards. That was, a, I love that, by the way. I'm, I, those two are great. I hope we see more of them. But he gets some awesome fighting and also sometimes he gets the shit kicked out of him because he's a person and that is what you want when you're making an entire goddamn tv show about somebody rather than showing somebody for two minutes in a movie and then you're a fucking fanboy who's seven year old and goes oh that guy's cool and you never grow beyond that mindset to oh he's cool that's all you ever want is for him to be cool and that's how you get the stupid fucking broba fett shit and then you end up with fucking john ham in the audiobook and it's goddamn terrible and if it were, you know, eight episodes of that and at 40 minutes every week, I would tear my hair out because that's not interesting or compelling. And how is anybody supposed to connect with that? Instead, you get Tamora Morrison bonding with the Tuscan Raiders and teaching them and being taught by them and getting a lizard stuck up his nose. And it's great. And he gets to smile and laugh. I don't understand what people want, but I kind of have to, like... Not think about that. <clears throat> Not that I, I, I actually don't. Like, when I feel really bored and I see on Facebook, you know, that, you know, Disney or Star Wars has posted, like, watch this episode of The Mandalorian. I love to read the comments because, like, half the time they're stupid because, like, who goes on Facebook anymore other than, like, my mom and, like, me sometimes to creep <laughs> on things. But 
I love like the comments that are like, oh, this isn't what I was expecting, or we should fire Bob Chapek. We need to bring back Bob Iger, or this like Boba Fett's weak. Uh, this is not my Boba Fett. Then Kevin from Missouri, who the fuck is your Boba Fett? Like, could you come here and like create a better story? Because what I've been seeing, you know, this character development of Boba Fett, you know, this last episode that we saw was some of the greatest Star Wars I've ever seen. If you want to tell me to my face, Kevin from Missouri, that you still think Boba Fett is weak, then you know what? I would ask you to, you know, go to the Dune Sea and, you know, be with the Tusken Raiders for a couple weeks. And then I would ask you, can you call your car insurance company and let them know that you've been in a car accident? Because Kevin from Missouri, I don't think you fucking can. I wonder if there's insur- insurance in Star Wars. I think there should be because, you know, there's ships, there's people. I mean, there might be body limbs. You know, Luke probably could have got insurance for when he lost his arm to Vader. He would have had to, like, put that in, like, a, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, the equivalent to, like, Space State Farm or Nationwide or any, any of the other ones. <laughs> like Galaxy-wide. Yeah. Galaxy-wide. Yeah, galaxy-wide insurance, like, for everything. Like, body parts, ship parts. Whatever parts you name it, we'll insure it. Because then there are those celebrities that like insure their legs or their boobs or something. Like, you can get anything insured. Yeah, I wonder. I, I'm assuming that um, our buddy Dinjarin got the policy lapse on the Razor Crest, and so he's fucked. I can imagine that he didn't renew his insurance. So, like, it was expired insurance, so, like, he got fucked that way. Yeah, That's I what think, happens. I think that, um, what's his Mandalorian people called? I mean, obviously, the Death Watch, but the Children of whatever the fuck. Children of the Watch, I believe. Children of the Watch. I bet they are, like, the Amish and that they don't believe in insurance. Ooh, do they have, like, Rum Springo where, like, go off for, like, 90 days and, like, do whatever the fuck they want? And then they come back and they're like, hey, uh... Oh, goddamn, Death Watch <laughs> Rum Springer. I love that idea. Like, that TLC show where, like, they would go, like, wild and then like, they'd end up, like, losing their teeth for some reason. And then they'd come back uh, and they'd be like, uh... For reasons like meth? Yeah. <laughs> For, for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, they always find meth. I don't know, like, why the Amish love meth. That's cheap. Anybody can get it. Yeah. Scary. Affects your teeth. Don't do that. I can't imagine. Dentist. I mean, Oof. that's not the number one reason I would avoid it, but it's on the list. <laughs> Dental care. You know, all I care about is skin care, Delta care. I'm a very vain person, Emily. <laughs> I care about my looks. <laughs> I care about my looks and I don't want the sun to kill me. But also, like, I respect that, you know, Boba Fett's teeth are still very white. And, you know, a Star Wars dentist is probably, like, seeing this man. You know, seeing, like, even though he's seeing the sun damage, he or she or they, they're seeing the, the sun damage and they're thinking, like, ah, oh, shit, you know, your teeth they're very white like maybe tatooine for some reason like helps your teeth become like white like super white they have like super steroid fluoride in the water maybe it's back to tank but also too like some of those like flashback scenes i'm loving these flashback scenes by the way like i feel like these star wars shows slash movies are becoming like flashback time and we get like little like flashback juice where everything's like green for a second and floaty and we get to like normal picture i like it 
I, yeah, no, I just, I thought the second episode was beautiful and gorgeous and whoever would have thought we would get such a deep dive into the Tuscans and how friggin' awesome they would be, like the woman who is teaching them how to fight with the gaffy stick. I loved her. They're awesome. The friggin' dance they're doing at the end, which I, 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 I gotta feel like is directly inspired by Tamara's roots but god damn it was cool and that, we got goddamn huts oh the fucking juicy juicy huts they were so juicy and they had face tattoos and although I wish that we pr- got practical effects for these huts I understand how difficult that is to keep that a secret but also i'm also imagining like i don't know like where they film these scenes but i know they film them like in la or something like imagining like with someone like carrying like a random like random uh place for the hus to stand and everyone thinking i wonder what's gonna go on that stand i wonder what they're <laughs> gonna put there yeah. i wonder what but yeah it was fun to see huts they looked fine it's really 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 hard to perfect a hut. Anything looks better than all the 85 attempts on A New Hope of Jabba. Especially oh. with, with oh. Han saying that Jabba, you're a wonderful human being. Oh my god, and him <laughs> stepping on his tail and the stupid like face he makes and the fact that the, they couldn't even get the scale right. Like he's too small. It fucking sucks. Now they looked fine. If I, I think you know if you saw him on an IMAX screen you'd go, uh that's not great. But if I'm sitting watching on my iPad, it's fine. And I liked that the lady had the little fan, like she's a fucking Southern Belle or something. And a goddamn Wookiee. Oh, yeah. Black Chrysotan or whatever the fuck his name is from the comics. So who the fuck? I don't know who this fucking guy is. Everybody else freaks out because there's a guy they know. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's a Wookiee. I don't care. I don't care who it is. It's a Wookiee. And he doesn't look like shit like the ones from Solo. I was like, it's a bad Wookiee. <laughs> We're getting a bad Wookiee. And then Dude. they're all pointing his guns at him. I'm like, please don't kill him even though he's bad. Dude, the glare that he gives Boba Fett is so goddamn scary. I'm like, I cannot wait for those two to have a knockdown, drag out, like Deadwood style punch up. Yeah, but then Boba Fett's going to kill kill our new guy like i love him <laughs> he's he's so big and fluffy and exciting i like the i like the coloration on him i know he just looks like mean and like grouchy but like maybe he likes like so or like do something like fun and self-care in his in his like spare time you know like maybe he likes to get like pedicures or he likes like deep tissue massages or something he he like he he knits booties for the uh newborn like center at the Kashyyyk hospitals. Oh god, that'd make it like horrible for me to think that like someone's going to have to kill him because of that. I might <laughs> sacrifice myself for him because that's just too fucking nice. <sighs> Fuck. You know who we have not seen yet though? Your boy, our boy, our our, our cake boy. boy, our our boy, our that's our, our boy. January 30th. Is that what we said? You know, at first, I thought we said January 20 or January 
30th or 29th or something because I had it on my calendar for like the longest time and for some reason it's not showing up on my calendar oh 31st yeah it's Monday the 31st which I think that we meant to do it on the 30th but you know 31st is fine you know I can go home from work and make a cake or something I still have to ask my sister for the recipe of the cake I want to make so I'm going to make a cake I don't know about you but I'm gonna make a cake yeah yeah so for anybody who may have forgotten or I don't know how you forget that. So if you may have not have listened before, we have decided that there needs to be a holiday sometime in January, February, besides like Valentine's Day, which is not very exciting, to get through the annoying winter. And we decided that holiday would be Timothy Oliphant Cake Day. It can be Timothy Oliphant and cake. It can be Timothy Oliphant on a cake. It just needs to involve a cake of some sort and a Timothy Oliphant of some sort. Timothy Oliphant and Cake Day coming soon to holidays near you. Yeah. And I need him to be on the show. Um, I figure he's going to show up at some point. It just makes sense. They're on the same goddamn planet. And he is a marshal. And Boba Fett is a crime lord. You know, even if he is a crime lord with a heart of gold. Then... They have to come into conflict at some point. Or not even necessarily conflict. I just want them to, I just want them to show up. And it'll be like, oh, hey, look at you in your nice shiny armor that you got repainted. That's nice. And then they are friends and they like solve a mystery or something. You know, at first when you said that, you know, he needs to be on the show sometime, I was nodding my head. Yeah, you know, I think that he'd be, you know, fun to add to, you know, our show, you know, for one week. And then I was thinking like, <laughs> oh, the show, <laughs> the show that we've been talking about the dude, past 20 minutes. Timothy the Elephant is welcome on the show anytime. Although I don't think I could have a conversation with him because I would just be like, if he were on Skype, I would just be staring at his pretty, pretty, pretty face because he is one of the most handsome men on earth. Oh, God. And that like smile. Oh, and the hair. Fuck me. That hair. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, God. Fuck me, exactly. And the abs. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. And he's funny. He's funny. He's a, really good, he's a really good actor. I should rewatch Justified. God damn, he's so good on that show. Yeah. I expect to see some more faces. And I really don't want this show to turn into Cameo Central USA because we do not need Cameo Central USA. But I am biased because as my throat, no, as my voice is cracking, I really want to see Timmy. And it would be nice to see Timmy. And I can give you 18 reasons why we need to see Timmy. But then I can give you also 18 reasons why we shouldn't see, like, all the bounty hunters that were on the Find Han Solo panel in uh, Empire Strikes Back, so. Well, yeah, but here's the thing is, again, Cobb Vanth is on the goddamn planet. And Mm -hmm. in a job that is in direct conflict with Boba Fett's job. And so he is a natural person to have on there rather than, oh, all six of these random bounty hunters all happen to be visiting Tatooine. Isn't, isn't that cool? Of all the planets in the galaxy, they all happen to be just showing up there for some reason. I don't know. I'm... I don't want... I, I, yeah. I'm fine on the level of it being like people I don't recognize, like our cool Wookiee friend. But I don't, I don't need to see Dengar. Or Bosk. Or any of those fuckers. I kind of 
don't care about them. And you know who also I don't care about is fucking Cammy from the deleted scenes oh, <laughs> showing Jesus up. Christ. My problem with that is that scene just feels weird because it feels <clears throat> like then they're going to be in the rest of the episode and it's going to be about them. Because it's so strange to just have this scene where you just have these two characters we've never seen before. You know, like if you're just watching the TV show or the movie, you like you've never seen them before. You don't know who they are. And it just it feels awkward to get that to to the next scene in a really unnecessary way. Because it's not like Boba Fett meets up with them and they team up and they tell them some he's something he needs. No, they're just there and then they go away and Boba Fett shows up. And I don't know. I, I I don't necessarily even mind them being on the show in a cameo. I just feel like they did it in the most bizarre way they could have done it. Which it, is making both too big of a deal and not big enough deal about it. And it was just so obvious because, you know, it was so funny at first. Like, I didn't remember Cammy's name. So I was like pointing at the TV. I'm like, that's what's her face. And Carlos is like, what? I'm like, she's from the deleted scenes from A New Hope. And he's like, what? And I'm like, oh, and then they said her name because I, I always watch everything with the subtitles because I torture myself. I like to read while I watch things. And I was like, oh, shit, it is Cammy. Okay. Like, but then also I'm like, why is it Cammy? Like, why yeah. is Cammy here? Are we just supposed to be like, oh, look what Cammy's doing while Luke's on, you know, whatever planet training Grogu. Like, I I don't understand the need to have to connect every little thing. But, like, this is fine. Like, sure. Like, if if you, you want to see, you know, the Rancor from whatever Star Wars movie here, fine. Like, okay. But also, too, like, I think that while Boba Fett is Daimyo right now. He needs to go to a Rancor sanctuary and adopt a Rancor because I think that Jabba's palace or Boba's palace or whatever palace he wants to call it, you know, the palace, uh, Caesar's palace, uh, whatever he wants to call it, um, needs a Rancor because, like, look, there's nothing down there. I mean, you yeah, can't, like, I don't want him to, I don't want, if he, if he gets a Rancor, he needs to fix that place up. Like, you can't just have them in a fucking pit where it's all, like, gray and cold and stony. I mean, I realize that the Rancors are probably physically okay with that. But, you know, he needs some, some like, like, like a Rancor Kong, you know? And, some to- and, like, a nice little Rancor bed. What I think is that the Rancor pit is, like, kind of like the showroom slash, like, eating room, like... Hey, we're going to give you a nice slice of prime rib, but you can only eat the prime rib in here. You know, it's like, you know, that, that that dining table that like your family has that like no one else like can sit at unless it's like a special occasion. Like even though you have like your dinner table, like there's this like a table in like a, a hallway or something or a separate room that like no one yeah, sits no, at. My, my family doesn't have enough rooms to have a table you don't eat at. Our tables are all functional. I don't live in fucking Downton Abbey. <laughs> Well, we used to have this one table that was like the special dining table where like if we had like family over or if it was a holiday or something, we'd use that table too. But it was like kind of a nice table and we never really used it like on the regular. But then like we got rid of it. We turned it into like an office space for like my dad. And then my sister took it over because she likes to control things. But then <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But 
I have to I have to say I'm totally kidding because they listen. They listen to this shit because they they were like, "Hey, why are you talking about our gym on your podcast?" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, we were trying to listen for something. We wanted to make sure." Uh, yeah, they were asking about something, but they're like, "Yeah, you were talking about our gym. I don't appreciate you talking about our gym." Well, then no, don't tell me about podcast. your gym. No, I don't listen to our fucking podcast. Don't. I don't, I don't want. I don't. I don't want my siblings listening to this. Jesus Christ. Bad enough that my dad occasionally listens. That is horrifying. Yeah, I. Carlos always like jokes with me that like the people from my work are and like find out that I do like a Star Wars podcast, and I'm like I. That's gonna be like my secret. Like my secret that I'll die on is that I do a Star Wars podcast. Like no one at my work will ever know. I, I think some people at the casino knew that I, that I did it. I think one day like I think of a shit and I was talking to my old boss and I was like, yeah, I, I do little things every now and then. She didn't give a shit, but. Yeah, you know it's it's like I'm I'm like Batman because like I no one knows that like so Bruce many reasons. Wayne is like Batman and like this is like my Batman secret, you know, from my work is that I I do a Star Wars podcast with my friend Emily Lynn and we talk about <laughs> Star Wars and like sometimes. not Star Wars. Yeah, sometimes. Hey, we were only on a holiday hi- hiatus and then now. You know, there's Star Wars. Now we have Star Wars to talk about. It's Star yeah. Wars season. Yeah, that's good. Um, what else? Oh, fucking Jennifer Beale running the cool... Je- Beals. There's an S in the end. Running the cool fucking club where she is a cool Twilight lady who is obviously has some criminal involvement of some sort, but she's awesome and hot. I cannot believe she is like 56 years old or some shit like that. It's insane. Also, I just like criminal boss lady of a club is a character I'm pretty much always going to love. And I am praying to God that she does not hook up with Boba Fett because I don't want anybody to hook up with Boba Fett. I've talked about that before. I am Boba Fett is asexual and aromantic in my head. And that's how I want it to stay. Yeah, I see that too. But also, it was funny because, like, I see, I see his relationship with Fennec, and I, I think that's, like, very platonic, but also, like, I I fear Fennec because I felt so bad for him the first episode when she he's telling her that the dreams are back, and she doesn't care. And, now, like, I would care. I care that the dreams are back. Do you want to talk okay, about it? Get, I mean, here's the thing. You, can, you could say she doesn't care, but also, they are close enough that she knows about them. Yeah. But this is something they've talked about that before. And I think Fennec having any kind of friend is kind of cool. I also just love that she just wants to kill people, and he has to keep being like, "We can't, we can't kill everybody." When she's just like, "Why, why can't I kill everybody? I totally could kill everybody." And when she was talking about the fucking order of the whatever the fuck, the assassins people, and she's like, "Order of the night wind." <laughs> she's like, "They're overpriced." I'm like, "Oh, she's so bitchy. I love her." She's bitchy and she's true. Like I, I'm so glad that we we have her in Star Wars now. Like you know, from like Mulan to Fennec Shan, like Ming Na Ren is just <sighs> she's great. And I can't I can't wait for flashbacks of them either after he rescues her or back when they first met or whatever. Because I just think they have a really cool dynamic. I know. I, I really hope that, like, one of them doesn't end up, like, betraying one another. Like, I think that Boba Fett should, you know, have some stable relationships in Star Wars. You know, platonic relationships. Because I feel like, 
you know, with shows or movies, I feel like everyone tries to push like for like romance, you know. And I just want Boba Fett to make some friends. That's all I want. You know, some platonic, civil friends. And yeah. Why not? Yeah, and, and Fennec can go hook up with hot club crime boss lady. Yeah, I, I agree. In in my head canon, yeah, she she's into that. Yeah. yeah. Like how could you not be, first yeah. of all? I mean, Jesus goddamn Christ. The woman's they're both incredible, I mean. But that's that's what I want to happen. I want them to hook up and Boba Fett to be like, Oh, that's cool. I'm very happy for you, my friend Fennec Shand, who I love as a friend. Exactly. Like we need more friends, you know, in life and we need friendly people, you know, like the world is weird right now. You know, COVID's back. No, I'm kidding. COVID's always been here, but it, it's getting really bad again. I mean, it's always been bad, but I just feel like it just gets worse and worse. And like everyone's getting it, even though everyone already has been getting it, but everyone's getting it more now because like the holidays are over. Like there's all these like different variants and there's all it, 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 it's insane. And you know, people are forgetting to be, like, kind to each other. You're not, like, the Ellen shit of be kind to one another when, like, you don't listen to an asshole when they tell you to be kind to another. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just the world's weird and we need, you know, nice people and nice friends. And, you know, Star Wars is weird. The, where Boba is right now in Star Wars land, like, things are weird right now. He just needs some friends, you know, to get together, to help him out and to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. I like my Star Wars friends. Yeah. Oh, uh, real life Star Wars fans or friends, fans, <laughs> real life Star Wars friends. Um, if you're still considering doing Star Wars night um, on the 27th, tickets are still available because I'm looking right now and they're still available. They just aren't available on May the 4th, obviously, because like that's like Star Wars Christmas. So I assume that by the time we release this episode, tickets are still available. But, like, tickets are, like, crazy more expensive than they are May the 3rd. May the 3rd, it's $34 a person. And on May 27th, it is $175 a person. Gee, Emily, I wonder why it's $175 a person. <laughs> wow, I Emily. I'm wondering why. It's because people are huge fucking suckers and will pay it. Exactly. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, there's a Star Wars convention going on that they're already paying a lot of money to go to. Hey, I have an idea. What if we raise the price Thirty dollars, you know, just because like people are gonna be here anyways, and they're gonna pay anyways. So you know, let, let's have them in. Like I was literally like almost considering. I'm like, maybe I could go. Like maybe you know, my relationship with Disneyland right now is really flawed, and it almost makes me feel like dirty. Like when you go to like the parks and everything, just because of like what I think. Not if you go to the parks, you have fun. Like I love fun. I love Disney, but. You know, like, when you're with someone and, like, it's all roses and sunshine and, like, they do something stupid and you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, that's that's Disney. That's Disneyland for me right now. Disney World, yeah. Disney World's in Florida and Florida's its own little land. Different world. It's like Jupiter. So, whatever, Florida. What, what, what fucking ever. But fuck you, Florida, for getting rid of the Disney Magical Express because... There's nothing more magical than getting off your plane and taking a magic Disney bus to your Disney resort and it being free. Like, why can't we have nice things? Bob Chappelle. No, I'm kidding. It's not Bob's fault. But I don't know where I was going with this, but get tickets if no you want. No idea. I don't know. <laughs> if you want to go, go. Um, yeah, there's a ton of shit to do in Anaheim or in Disney. If you have any questions, please let me know. I've already helped out some friends and I love helping people. So, like, please... Please lay your problems or your stressors on me so I can try to help, you know, de-stress and, you yeah. know, turn problems into flowers or something. 
And if you're not going to Star Wars night, then come hang out with us and we're going to have something fucking cool to do that's not going to Disneyland. Yeah. It's just going to be, I can't, I can't spend the money and it's just also going to be crowded and horrible. And yeah. So we'll have some another fun thing that we'll all, big group of people can do. Totally. And other nights too, like, we you know, we'll go to downtown Disney. You know, there's good hideout places, you know, like some of the hotels have bars and, you know, there's Trader Sam's, the Disneyland Hotel. And that's always fun. I feel like those are like really like kind of secret things that like not a lot of people like know about, but, you know, they're public, they're, you know, public knowledge. But I don't feel like the normal person thinks like, you know what? It's a Saturday night. I want to go to Trader Sam's and have that's the a tiki place, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Right. The tiki bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. You know, they want a good old overpriced Disney beverage. That's the fucking place to go. But um, there's other places too in Anaheim. There's a lot of breweries. There's a lot of everything. I'm hoping that since, well, selfishly, I'm hoping that since, um, you know, the convention center is so close to, you know, Disney and everywhere else that I assume that a lot of our time will be spent on, you know, Disney property. You know, not in the parks, but, you know, there's a lot of bars over there. It's like a nice, it's like a nice, like, outdoor, like, mall area. But I understand that it might get a little busy. So, like, you know, I'm going to have to think of, like, other places where we could possibly go. It was nice in Chicago that we had that um, that haunted hotel because it was fun. Um, I took some good green tea shots with Jesse, and I still think about those shots to this day. They were really good. But, yeah, there's a ton of bars, ton of places to hang out. A lot of good food. Um, there's Knott's Berry Farm. Um, I'm really contemplating, like, plan, like, like, planning, like, a whole, like, Knott's Berry Farm day with everyone. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's cheap. It's fun. I mean, it's, like, what? Like, 55 a ticket. And then we can get fried chicken. We can have, like, a like a Last Supper. But, like, it's, like, Knott's Berry Farm chicken. So it's, like, everyone's having fun. It's not, like, what, like, what happened in the Bible. But it's, like, fun. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that it's not, like, what happened in the Bible. Well, yeah, I had to because people are going to say the Last Supper, like, who's who's going to betray one another? Like, no one's going to betray one another. You know, no. I, I don't think. I mean, uh, Chris Fresh probably really wants that to happen because, you know what? Chris Fresh left me on red the other day. <gasps> How dare he? I, I, I know, I know, I know. And because I, I was I was being nice, you know, after, you know, a necessary joke. But I told him, you know, we need to have you back on Canto Bite sometime. Like, just like, yeah, sometime, you know. And usually, you know, if, if a friend reaches out to you and says, hey, you know, come on our show. You know, come over to my house. You know, I'll take off your shoes for you and I'll make you a nice meal. What? Like, <laughs> well, I don't actually do that for my guests, but... I'm very uncomfortable if somebody did that. But I feel like like Chris Fresh just like left me on red. And I man, like I and he was tweeting like ten hours ago. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. God damn it, Chris Fresh. You know, it's a new year, new shit. Always something. Always something. But you know what? It's fine. And, yeah. I mean, I still hope that celebration is going to be a thing, too. Because I, I honestly don't oh, know. Yeah. I New York Toy Fair just got canceled. Oh, shit. Really? Yep. When's that? I mean, that's Febu- That's beginning of February. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like canceling something that's in 
June or whatever. But I mean, E3 announced they're doing all online. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be like kind of a bummer, but I totally understand. So. I just, I feel like there's just no way to call it at this point. It's, 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 things are just too awful and God only knows. I mean, it could be on a different variant by then. So. I just really hope, which I I doubt this is going to happen, that, um, you know how with concerts right now, they're doing like, you have to be vaccinated to attend. I'm mm-hmm. really hoping that they do this with celebration, like just to try to make it like as safe as possible, which I don't know if they're going to. But I would hope that, you know, something as big as a convention would have these precautions because they're very important. Yeah, precautions. but I don't I don't I don't trust them to like actually actively be checking that in any real degree. Yeah, that, that's a bummer because. ugh. Yeah, like, I remember Rusty went to a convention once. I'm not going to say which convention because I don't want to call anyone out. Um, And they didn't do a bag check for him. And he's like, wait, what? Like, he even went back and was like, little kind little Rusty was like, you never checked my bag. (laughs) Rusty, first of all, just fucking go. (laughs) I think he wrote them an email, too. (laughs) But yeah, like I, that's really scary. So I, I just hope that, you know, everyone that goes, you know, follows, you know, safety, you know, mask wearing, like all the important stuff going on right now. Cause I know that every state is different with their like mask mandates and everything, but California put on your mask everywhere you go, except like, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're with people. So even outdoors, like I'd wear it too, because with outdoors you're surrounded by people. So yeah just be yeah. safe be safe make good decisions you know like look and see what Fauci's up to you know what's Fauci telling us you know Fauci's telling us to wear like the, the fancy masks with the Mickey ears then we gotta wear the fancy mask with the e- Mickey ears you know like yeah anything else going on that we need to talk about no yeah Book of Boba's good first episode good second episode great um, love the mythology and you know kind of history aspects that we're getting in Star Wars again I'm a sucker for mythology and history and, and just reflections and things like that and you know taking care of your skin health skin face body take care of it all I like it what about you yeah no looking forward to to the next episode um, which reminds me I gotta get on Twitter and do the 24-hour mute of all the Boba Fett words so I don't get spoiled because I can't watch it until after work tomorrow. So that's what I do Tuesday nights now is mute a bunch of keywords. I hope that we see our buddy Cobb Vanth because I want to get Timothy Olvon's face. Yeah, I agree. Also, I just think he's a cool character and it makes me excited that he's in there. And I also like him because my my bestest buddy Chuck Wendig invented that character. Oh, your friend Chuck! You know, bless Chuck <laughs> with Chuck Wendig. <laughs> like Chuck is just such like a cool guy. Like I am so glad that you know you're friends with you know the great Chuck Wendig who created this great character and you know wrote some great books and great comics. You know, I wish he was still writing for Star Wars. You know, but. 
places and things are weird, but I'm still glad that he's still creating great content for the world to to have. Yeah. And you know what? He can just keep writing his own best-selling books and then doesn't have to... Well, he still has to deal with Star Wars fans because Star Wars fans are crazy and still hounding him years later. But, you know, not dealing with the amount of it you have to do if you are currently writing for Star Wars. Exactly. What a great friend you have. Yes. And Pablo. Pablo's a good friend, too. <laughs> Pablo just makes me laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's probably having a field day now with all these, like, Boba Fett questions that everyone's sending him. <laughs> he is surprisingly tolerant of that shit on Twitter. What a good man. He should get paid for doing that. But... Uh, no, I'm looking forward to the next episode. I wonder what cool new shit we'll see next. And I hope that Boba gets to smile more. Yeah, we see those beautiful, bright veneers. Yes. All right. Well, is, is that it? I think that's it. Okay, great. Let's see. We talked about we talked about the Tuscans. We talked about his teeth. We talked about skincare. We talked about... Um, him being shirtless. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important things. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you start off with serums, moisturizer, and then sun care products. Righto. Yes. Yes. Got okay. sun care always at the end because, like, you know, you never know when you're going to go outside and, you know, you, you, but I mean, that's how you should do it. But also, like, sun care always. Like, if your moisturizer has, like, sun, like, SPF in it, that's great. But I recommend that if you go outdoors, you should probably put on, like, you know, something that's, like, SPF, like, 50 or above. Because, you know, the sun is violent. Very fucking violent. You see Boba Fett on Tatooine. That is what the sun could do to you. So, please use your sun care products. Okay? Yes. Except when it's three degrees in New York. Yeah. I mean, you still, no, the problem is you still need to do sun products then because the sun is still out. Yeah, the sun's still out to fucking get you. Like, I remember being a kid and going in the swimming pool when it was overcast and I still got fucking sunburned. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah, always still wear sun products no matter what. Maybe, like, if it's, like, kind of cloudy, kind of ish, like, maybe you can put it down from, like, SPF, like, 50 to, like, 45, but, like, not, like, too drastic because, like, your skin remembers. Your skin remembers shit. So, when you use different things, your skin's going to be like, what the fuck is going on? So, yeah, be cautious of that. But yeah, Emily, where can we find you in the podcast and social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is at CantabitePod. You can send us email, um, CantabitePod at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking about Boba Fett or Cobb Vanth or Timothy Oliphant Cake Day. Brittany, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Britt, And I am not a dermatologist, so use what I said cautiously. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry, the ladies where I had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto. No shame in the game, make even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main. Yeah, that's fire. 
Love on the rocks, please love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Canto bite, episode 100. Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time. I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes. My top three running through my head, you know. So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo. My girls E and B deserve congratulations. Our adulation for the weekly creation. My last celebration was all about them, but this time I gotta drop lines for our friends. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches. Start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one. Brought cash into lunch with Canto bitch number one. Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes. The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face. Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brew. Fish tacos and San Fran, you know we approve. Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet. Last shout to Fruity, dude, I didn't forget. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grosso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and Horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without Lesson Boo this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric. Ha ha ha!